Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, aren't you lucky Murgatroyd? Don't you love to hear that? Uh, oh my God, you guys are so lucky. You guys are so lucky. How, like you're like, God, I wish now, I- Which part of the luck is the action? God, you guys are so, <laughs> you guys are so lucky. What they don't know is the shit storm that we live in on a daily basis, trying to take these big ideas, these big goals, these scary what do they call them? Big audacious goals and put them into action and put them into our life. And that shit requires a lot of, um, a lot of upset in our life. For example, we wake up in the morning feeling like P Diddy. And like, we get a call from, you know, the attorney and the attorney is like, Hey, the consulate responded to you. Have you responded yet? What's going on? And you know, it's, it's like from the moment we open our eyes until we go to sleep, it's chaos because we know that we're moving mountains to be able to accomplish what we want. But looking in from the other side, they hear us having a conversation about uh, taking, you know, moving our family, going to Italy. And they're like, you know, I, I, that's so nice. I mean, that's that's incredible. What they don't understand is what goes on behind it. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, today we kind of wanted to chat about envy and um, the green monster, whatever you want to call it, because we all experience it from time to time. And right now, uh, us moving to Italy and publicly sharing it is triggering a lot of people, I think. Um, I mean, all positive best wishes to us. You know, no, there's nothing negative coming our way. But what I'm getting often is, oh my God, you're so lucky. Oh my God, I, you know, you, you're so blessed or whatever version of that. And I think that kind of, there's two two sides of this, right? So there's the, you're so lucky you can do this, which 
always, I get the sentiment on that, but it feels like it negates the fact that we designed this life. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like telling me I'm lucky, it feels like I won the lottery, you know, or something. And and you know what? Maybe I was dealt a, a different set of cards. I don't know. I mean, I, I do believe that we all have a, a, a destiny, but I just believe that some of us are not listening to it. Uh, we're not listening to the voice inside and we're pushing it down. And, you know, I was reading this new book uh, that Gabby Bernstein did. It's an Audible original. And she was talking about envy. And she was saying that envy is... It, it pops up because you are, it's representing an undeveloped part of you that you actually wish to fulfill. And so when people perceive what we're doing or what we're, what we're about to do with this move to Italy, it's kind of a reflection of something within themselves that they're denying. And for us, when we feel that nudge, when we feel that envy, when we feel that that pull to what someone else is doing, it I, we try to ask ourselves, why is this lighting something up in us? And so her thing in the book was allow your envy to show you your greatness. So if you're being provoked by something to go must be nice or or, you know, oh my God, that's amazing. And you just want to like think about it and talk about it. Ask yourself, like, what is that greatness for you? If, you, if you're if you feeling envious or jealous of what someone else has or your perception of what their life is, ask yourself, do the work. Okay, this is where the work comes in. The work is, why is this popping up for me? Why is this a big deal for me? Why am I so envious of this? Why am I so jealous of this? What is the thing that I want that I'm seeing in that life that I want that I don't have? And maybe I'm denying that to myself or maybe I'm too scared to step up or maybe I have limiting beliefs. Like this is where the work is done to to figure out what you want. And what you and I did with moving to Italy is we, we listened to the voice inside. We played stupid idea time. We decided what do we, we literally used our dream life course. What do we want? Played stupid idea time. And we mitigated the downsides of this and made a decision on what we are going to do and how we are going to move forward. And, you know, so instead of a must be nice response, the next time you see someone that has something you want, maybe try figuring out what is it in what they're doing that you want and work through our dream life, you know, method and and figure it out for yourself and stop denying yourself. I know that was long-winded. No. I hope it uh, made sense. Yeah, no, it, it makes uh, it makes perfect sense. One of the things that uh, actually no, I saw a video that Tim Ferriss did recently. It was really good and it was on intuition and I'll I'll circle back to how this relates to what you were just saying. He said you know, I'm. I'm not. I don't know that I fully. And I think. I think Tim Ferriss is not fully cooked yet. I think he's getting there. Um, he's just younger than I am. So everybody's sort of like on their way to being baked. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. But I think the intuition. This intuition piece. I know what you're about to talk about. The video last night. Uh, there it was lacking for me. Yeah, and and one of the things that he said that was not lacking for me is, he said, "What I do is I try and match up my head, my heart." and my gut 
And so when I'm faced with a decision, like, will you, we'll continue on with the example of Italy. When I'm faced with a decision about going to Italy, I check in with my head and say, is it a yes or a no? And then I check in with my heart, put my hands on my heart and I ask, is it a yes or no? And then I go in with my gut. He said, and sometimes I'm conflicted, but if there's a no anywhere, if any part of my body has a contraction where there's a no to a decision, then I, it's categorically a no because it's not a hell yeah. And the way it relates here is, you know, one of the areas with jealousy is I, I can fall guilty uh, or victim to jealousy. Not that jealousy is, you know, some, uh, some bug that comes over from, uh, you know, uh, some part of the world that uh, attacks me. It's, it's my brain, you know, sort of like, you know, stepping into this world of jealousy. And it is definitely an Achilles heel for me because when I look at people who are more successful than I am in quotes, I automatically compare it to myself. And the way I used what he just described with your, your head, your heart, um, and your mind is I think about the person that I am jealous about. Do I want to do the thing that I'm jealous about? So, you know, if I look at somebody, we'll use, uh, we'll use the example because I have a lot of friends who are in the corporate space and they have hundreds and in some cases, thousands of employees. And I'm like, oh my God, they're, you know, they're exiting their company for a couple of hundred million dollars. But when I think about that and I say, do I want to have the thousands of employees to manage? And the answer is no. So it sort of interrupts the jealousy. So if you, you know, if, if something comes up for you, whether you, you know, see us making a move to California or you see us making a move to Italy, or you see a friend of yours that has a company, whatever it is, let's make it neutral. If something comes up for you, I think you have to do two things. One is say, if I had it, would I really want it? by doing that, you know, head to heart and, and gut check. And then the other thing is to really check in and say, well, well, what is being triggered inside of you that is making you feel that way? And it has nothing to do clearly. I mean, obviously, you know, this has nothing to do with the other person. It has more to do with an unrecognized part of you or an un, what did, how did you describe it? An unfulfilled part? Yeah, it's an unfulfilled part of you that you're denying yourself. Mm-hmm. And so here's my problem with what he said, the head, the heart, and, and if one area says no, my head says no to a lot of shit. Like my head is, is constantly evaluating, strategizing. And initially when we talked about Italy, my head said no, we're not going this year. There's too much to do. There's no way we can fit it all in. I'm, I'm going to be overwhelmed. I'm going to be panicked. And my head was leading that charge. And so we said, we're not doing it for a year and a half. And then my heart woke up one day and went, yeah, sorry, head, you're out. And for me, I think the head has the limiting beliefs. And that's my problem with, with what he said is, yeah, no, I actually think you should get in alignment, but you're when you are in alignment, your head and your heart are your inner being, you're in the same place and they're going to come up with the same answer. So for you, for me, the, you the heart trumps the others. With the head, the heart and the gut, first of all, the head is is the head is the head. The heart and the gut are to me kind of the same. They're one in the same. But if you are truly in alignment, if you if you have a practice of something that gets you into true alignment, your head and your heart will be in the same place. Mm. And if you are having a, a big no in your head, 
you need to do more work than just go, it's a no for me Mm because it's not a hell yeah. No, sometimes you have to do the work and go, why is it a no? What's the limiting belief that I have surrounding this? What is the thing that, like Darren was super, our friend Darren was super helpful for me because when I woke up in Miami and my head was going, you're going to be in a a shit storm over the summer and you're going to be overwhelmed and crazy. And, but my heart was going, yeah, but I want to go. My friend Darren, I asked him, I said, what do you think? And he said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, sure. He said, if you did this in a year, when would you start the process? I'm like, "Uh, around the same time I'd be starting it now. He's like, right. So you're just delaying the same exact overwhelm, possibly preparing a little bit more for it, but there's a lot of downsides to not going now. So for me, like if my head just won that battle, we wouldn't be going. So what was it about what was it about that original feeling of not wanting to go at that time that you were feeling? I'm I trying. was stifling my heart. I was stifling mm. my gut. I was I was denying myself what I really wanted because my head was terrified. Why? Because your head was terrified. Because my head was terrified. Mm. And now I'm okay, accept, so, I'm, accept, I, I'm I'm going, okay. So in my head, I was like, well, I'd have a year to plan for this. But that's not really accurate because mm. you can't start this visa process or moving process until 90 days before anyway. So really, so you, I'd be wasting were, a year. You were effectively trying to put off the inevitable. I was putting off the inevitable. Because, the, because the, what was in front of you was fear. Yeah. And so that's the problem with my with his statement because in true true alignment you're going to get the same answer mm. and what you're going to get one answer so, when you're in al- alignment the the actual word of alignment means you're in a line right you're in alignment mm. so you're going to get one answer and you have to work through the limiting beliefs the pros and the cons that's why you know when we sit down and we do our our decision-making process on things, it's so helpful because we can clearly see where the pros and the cons are and where the mitigation needs to happen. And that puts my mind at ease. And though, even though I am in said shitstorm that I knew I was going to be in, I'm in the overwhelm, I'm, I'm taking it on knowing that this would be the case regardless. And it's just whether I delay that or... I. I delay the greatness that's coming to me or I just deal with the shit storm now. Well, let's talk about that. So when somebody makes a decision to lean into something that they're after. Right, they, so they get they get jealous, they get envious. They ask themselves, what am I denying myself that I'm seeing in this? They make the decision to, to go after their greatness. Yeah, and they step into it. And yeah. when they step into it, it, it isn't pretty. It isn't organized. It is generally chaotic and a bit of a shitstorm. So how how are you managing your way through the thousand things that you need to do? And and the reason why I'm I'm doing this is because people are either in you know one or two of these stages. They're either about to begin something like this or they're in the midst of something like this. And you know there's a there's a switchback point, right? I'm the, I'm the, I'm no. I'm no mountain climber. I'm no. Uh, you're, you're not. I don't, I don't even. Fella. I don't even know what somebody does who hits a switchback. But I think they're a mountain climber. You know, the switchback is always like if you keep going, you go, you go. It's the point where you're about to give up. 
is, you know, is that point where you can find the secret passage to get back down the mountain, right? It's the switchback. So, you know, how do you recommend somebody go through this time that's really, really difficult and it feels like they're making no headway at all? Uh, like they've made a decision, they're doing something big, new and scary. Yeah, but it, but nothing's changing. And it's like, it just feels, it feels like nothing is happening. I think that tapping into the tools you have, I'm guilty of not doing this and then correcting myself this week. I definitely hit a, hit a point of overwhelm, frustration, fear. I allowed fear to creep in. And then I had to tap into the tools I know. So I did meditation and I did a special meditation actually also from Gabby Bernstein where you're basically handing over the problem and allowing whatever guides you to, to, to guide you to the solution. And that was helpful for me because it, it feels like I have a team of guides <laughs> that are helping me work towards this. I had to ask myself what is trying to come through here multiple times and uh, see all potential possibilities of why these roadblocks I'm hitting are actually silver linings that are coming. I had to remind myself of that. Uh, I, bought, I bought a necklace that has a mantra, I choose joy, and I'm wearing it because I need to stay focused in, in choosing joy. And I need to remind myself every single day that everything is always working out for us. And so it's the tapping back into the tools. There's, look, this is, this is the biggest part. You can listen to every podcast in the world. You can go to all the events. You can read all the books. But until you put the shit you learn into action in the times that you need it, you are not going to move forward. There will be no momentum. You cannot like shelf help your way through issues. You have to tap back into. So once I found myself being negative, frustrated, overwhelmed, and basically a bitch, I had to correct myself. I felt like Caesar Milaning myself. And I put myself, like I said, into meditation and trying to push myself back to the places that I know I need to be in and, and being guided and, and using my tools that I've learned. And I've spent so much time and energy learning the tools. I need to use them. It's easy to have the tools when things are good. It's not easy to have the tools when you're hitting roadblocks and you have, that's when they're needed though. You know, you use them, you practice them when things are good. So they're sharp when you need them. Does that answer it? Uh, it does. It does. You know, I've had a, I've had a new awareness recently that I used to think that you, if you really, really want something, that your desire for wanting it is the path to getting it. And I don't feel that way anymore. In fact, I almost feel like really, really wanting something is problematic in getting it. So if you really, really want to be thin or really, really want to be rich, we'll take the two that everybody wants, right? there's an implication within that statement that you don't have it. And so you're coming from a place of lack and you're coming from a place of not having. So when I think about, you know, this path that we're on to go to Italy, 
And I, you know, I really, really want to get the the visa from uh, from the consulate. I really, really want to get this, you know, palazzo in Florence. I really, really want to get. There's an energy that is associated with those things that feels like you are coming from lack. And what I'm doing now is I am imagining the green lights of everything just happening and going through, and knowing that I'm guided. And when it feels like for some reason or another, I'm not guided. Then I'm interrupting the pattern and asking myself, well, what's trying to come through here? Like what you said earlier. So I'm just looking at things a little bit differently. Now, it's easy to do or it's easy to talk about when the stakes aren't so high. But when the stakes are really, really high and you have like, you got to get your kid in school and you have to, you know, let your current landlord know that you're moving out and all of those things that are associated with it, it gets trickier to allow the universe to unfold in your favor. But I think that's really where the work is. It is. That's where the work is. And you have to dig in and and you, like I said, you have to use the tools. So to use the tools when shit hits the fan, you got to sharpen the tools when it's not hitting the fan. So that's daily practice, right? And I um, admittedly have fallen out of daily practice and meditation because my plate is becoming more and more full between, look, we got a lot going on this summer, between masterminds and um, my business, your business, the podcast, Sophia, moving, doing a month in Greece. I mean, look, first world problems, all of them, right? Starting new businesses, but our our plates are very full. And I am I am not doing a great job of of plugging in the areas that keep me balanced and keep me emotionally balanced. And so getting back to that for me is is what I need to do and uh, where I need to go with this. And so I know we kind of ranged around on this podcast with, starting off with, you know, oh, you're so lucky. I mean, but to tie it back to what you originally said, you know, when you think, oh, they're moving to Italy, this is so amazing. Like Rob said, the the organization of what needs to happen over the next 90 days to truly make this, this dream a reality is, a th- it's a three ring circus. And, you know, don't just look at the highlight reel. We've actually been filming a lot of this and we have a new project that we'll be releasing down the road, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And so with us or with anyone else, when you feel that that nudge of envy, that nudge of of everything, two things. One, you got to ask yourself what you're denying yourself what greatness you're denying in yourself. But two, you have to actually unpack that and see what it is you want. Because like in Rob's example, you may not want exactly what that other person is doing, but you might be envious of them taking the risk and taking the chance. But you have to understand on the other side of it that what comes with that is a lot of great work too. All right, we'll leave you with this. If you want to get rid of the stress and the anxiety that you have in your life, go to gratitude. It will make it disappear. It's not easy to do when you're in stress because the last thing you want to do is count your blessings. You just want to get shit done. But um, I'm speaking uh, mostly to myself right now. So that's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game 
or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 